first of all to the so-called rogue poll that I woke up to this morning. A poll that shows National going backwards and Labour apparently at a higher level than any party has ever been before. Can I just say this? I have never been a fan of polls. In fact, I find them to be very unhelpful for democracy. Actually, no, they're worse than that. I think they undermine democracy. They reduce the competition of ideas and beliefs and principles and politics to some sort of ranking game without analysis or cogent thought. They are lazy journalism. Note they are supported by media organizations. It's a simple story to write about some numbers. It is easier to write about someone's popularity and how it has either gone up or gone down than it is to actually investigate the policies and the thoughts that that person is representing. Uh, The polls have little or no context, so they mislead. Meanwhile, parties enjoying a high poll number can see their supporters become complacent and not vote. Uh, Their opponents can be convinced to give up because what's the point? They're losing. The polls already said so and not vote. Parties riding high can attract votes simply because people want to be on the side of the winners. The undecided just goes, oh, look at that, Labour's polling like crazy. I'll just throw my vote in there. I'll be one of the winners. Now, everyone always says there's only one poll that matters, the election. Let's only have that one poll. Let's give the world back some of its mystery. Let's vote based on our hearts and not on what numbers uh, we've seen come up on a poll. Let's not know who is going to be the government until September the 19th. It'll make everybody vote more and be more involved. Let's get rid of polls. No one will agree with me in this organisation, of course. NZME stuff, everybody. They love the polls. It's easy stories. Uh, Now, another point. Last Sunday I had brunch with a respected QC. I'm at that age. People I know are QCs and judges. How did I get that old? Anyway, the conversation naturally uh, turned to the globe. And, of course, when that happens, it turns to COVID. The QC said he regrets COVID's rise because it detracts from the real crisis facing humanity, which is what, I said. And he said climate change, which surprised me. I asked him what sort of crisis that might look like. And he said the first impact of climate change on humanity will not be from the climate changing. No, the first impact will be from humans fighting each other. As a lawyer, he's already seeing businesses preparing to minimise their exposure, to move the liabilities, insurers wanting to increase premiums or refuse insurance altogether. He's seeing developers preparing briefs in case developments are flooded in the future or profits are diminished by droughts that should have been expected by regulatory authorities because the whole world has been talking about climate change forever. Doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. Activists, he says, will be looking to sue the super polluters. As he says, it doesn't matter if you believe in climate change or not. All this will happen. Meanwhile, he has seen little concrete change of behaviour or energy use that will prevent it growing in importance. So here it comes. Humans against humans. Forget about the climate. We're more dangerous. And so while COVID has distracted us from the looming challenges ahead, there is no way they've gone away. 
And with many economies struggling, the carbon fires that provide the energy to grow are being ramped back up again. This may be seen as the good old days one day.